Hello. Hi, my, my co-host. We can probably start calling you that now. <laughs> I do show up a lot. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're my main, my main guy. So I think we're doing episode six, I want to say now for the podcast. And we're doing the mischievous world of mirrors. I do find that there's just like a, like uh, you said you get bad vibes from mirrors. I, I don't know if it's always bad, but mischievous just felt, or like maybe mysterious felt like the right right word for mirrors. So I'm not going to say that I get bad vibes from mirrors in general. Okay. I've always, I, I'm not really afraid of much. Like, you know me, yeah, I'll do just yeah. about anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one that you're like, ah, stick in the cell with the demons. That's fine. Yeah, you're a trooper. <laughs> fine. But mirrors really freak me out and always have. Always. I have no reason for that. Like nothing bad has ever happened. Just mirrors specifically in the dark. Yeah. Always really freak me out. That's pretty much all I have to say about mirrors. I'm just going to listen to you most of the other time. Yeah. But that I was interested in coming for mirrors because that has always been something that has just been like not quite right for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, mirrors in the dark, they're going to cast shadows. They're going to make everything look more menacing. So like, I get that. And like, there's just so much mythology surrounding mirrors in general, like just ghost stories, campfire stories. Like, I don't know, mirrors are just like, like rooted in occult symbolism and, you know, all kinds of things. We, we have a blog on it that's on our website and I touch on you know, all the different, we'll touch on it here too, because I find like yeah. some subjects you can cover like scientifically within a blog, but then it's better to kind of go back and forth and, and chat and you can go more into anecdotes and share stories. Like I have kind of a specific scary story that has, oh, I remember who is mirrors. Yeah. And, and I have told it here before, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was very centered around mirrors specifically. And so I, it has changed the way that I, think about mirrors a little bit but I also in writing the blog explored the scientific kind of explanations for why people have the experiences with mirrors that they do so I have that other side always battling as well of course but yeah we'll get into a little bit like about well what a mirror is so I mean they come in all different shapes sizes materials so I mean you've got like glass ones steel ones bronze even like stone like black stones like obsidian um, you know, they're all kind of made to reflect, but they definitely reflect things in different ways. Some are like very accurate of reflecting an exact sort of replica of things reversed, you know, and some are murkier and they leave more to the imagination. And that's kind of their purpose in the form of us trying to use tools like scrying to find the meaning in them, you know, some people believe that in order to tap into like a more, um, I guess, psychic level of intuition and seeing things in the future or like just knowing, you know, hidden information. Sometimes you have to blur reality in order to let yourself really tune into like obscurity. And so some mirrors are designed to blur reality a little bit. Um, we got curved mirrors, we've got flat mirrors, we've got double-sided mirrors. I always check when I go into a hotel yeah. room, the finger <laughs> trick. Yeah, very important. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of mirrors, and they're going to have different effects, and some are going to distort things, basically, and some won't. Some will be pretty much as accurate as you can, except reversed <laughs> perfectly. And... Um, 
and I think that maybe is part of the reason why people feel uneasy about mirrors is the, just the reversal in and of itself. It's like yeah. so close to being exact, but it's a little off because things aren't exactly moving the way they're supposed to, you know? Same with selfies or like taking a camera shot, right? That's why StreamYard freaks me out because everything's in reverse. Yeah, everything's opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's that uncanny valley like effect, you know, where it's just it's too close to being like real, yeah. but not quite, it's a little off, you know? Quite right. Yeah. And I feel like people have kind of ran with that in like movies and stuff. You get like the mirror image oh, yeah. is a little off, you know, it, the movement happens like a second too late. And you're like, oh, that's a different person or that's a different world in there, you know? they People have really played around with that. And who says uh, it's not? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, you see it like there are horror movies centered just around this concept, right? Like yeah. you've seen Oculus, I'm sure, or at least heard of it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. literally. Exactly. Yeah, I give it a little shout out in the blog. I don't know what that's about, but then there's also childhood, like Bloody Mary, and you know, like your. Yeah, we all probably played that as a kid. I loved to do that. I don't have any vivid memories of anything actually happening, but just the adrenaline in and of itself. We were just scared of the dark, even so. Just standing in the bathroom or whatever in the dark, doing creepy stuff like that was scary enough that we would just freak ourselves out eventually. Yeah. I don't know, you know, but. Yeah, but some people, a lot of people have seen things, you know, from that and, you know, in other circumstances, similar dimly lit rooms or, you know, just staring too long at the reflection. They start to think that they see something. There's something called the Caputo effect, which is what I think maybe creeps you out is it mainly takes effect in like a, a not well lit kind of environment. It was basically a study done by this guy, um, Giovanni Caputo with I think 50 people. So it was a small study, but um, a huge percentage of them, they basically just looked into mirrors and they ended up seeing distortions of their face. Like Now, is that that diagram we have? Uh, no, that's the Troxler effect, which, so the Capito effect explains different what, what happened, but not necessarily why. Oh, yes, and I feel like the Troxler effect might have be in part to do with why this happened but ah, we'll go back to that at the end then yeah yeah, yeah. when we will we'll let people maybe try it themselves mm -hmm. but yeah the computer effect was just that this happened to about you know 50 people i think like almost 70 percent of them um did see a pretty vivid distortion to their face most of them saw like monstrous types of mm -hmm. uh, beings but some saw like archetypal like an old man or a or an ancestor or a young child sort of thing, like these archetypal sort of yeah. begins. Some saw a complete stranger. There were sort of different categories of, of what people experienced, some animals, but yeah. Now, was this just like a regular mirror in daylight? It was a regular mirror in a poorly illuminated room. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Brains yeah. are fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing what we know about pareidolia, so we have a facial recognition function in our head, and it gets confused often mm -hmm. with things that look face-like. And when you mix in lighting, so highlights and shadows, and all the divots in our face and stuff, yeah. and then you have our facial recognition thing that kind of malfunctions in a, you know, not the best lighting environment and stuff, it registers obviously a face, but not quite your face, maybe. And you take into account maybe things like the Troxler effect, which is basically when you focus on one area of a usually a flat plane surface 
everything on the edges will start to kind of disappear or distort or change because nothing nothing is changing you're staring at one spot like a dot let's say and your brain is not stimulated nothing about the environment or the visuals are changing your eyes aren't moving you're not intaking any more information other than this little dot that you're staring at and so everything it starts to disappear and that's known as the Troxler effect and our brains fill in the blanks when they don't understand something we also know this from from investigating from you know, pareidolia and and different types of cognitive biases. When we don't understand something, we try to make our best guess subconsciously based on our expectations and preconceived notions and and patterns from the past that we've experienced, what something most likely is, you know. So we'll fill in the blank of hearing a word that we expect to hear, even if it's not really that word or seeing what we expect to see. So these people in this experiment, there's no way for them to have controlled that none of these people have ever heard that you could see someone creepy in a mirror. Like we've all heard that it's possible to see someone creepy in a mirror. Like it's all over pop culture. Of course, It's just, we've been conditioned to, to hear scary stories about mirrors and for them to have a creepy, you know, kind of reputation. And then they go in and they do the study. And so subconsciously to some degree, they might be expecting to see something creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't know the details of how this experiment was set up. Whether That's what I was going to say. Like, do you know if they were told, like, what were they told? Hey, can you come in and stare at this mirror and tell us what you see, you know? Exactly. Were they primed beforehand? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure. That's something that I might be able to find uh, the details, but I don't remember coming across those details. Um, so, yeah, you've got expectations. You've got bad lighting so your facial recognition thing is not going properly you're staring in one spot in pretty much kind of dark darkness so there's not a lot of stimulation in your peripherals not a lot stimulating you so your brain is going to make stuff up to one stay stimulated and and two to to make sense of something kind of abstract that's not quite looking like a face but almost is and you end up with a weird face right so that's fascinating that that number of people yeah saw distortions like that seems like really high yeah and pretty quickly i think it was within mm-hmm. like 10 minutes or so they are they were already seeing distortions to their face wow yeah yeah Ugh, so creepy i don't i don't look in the mirror for, i'm pretty know, sure that makes me like mirrors less just for the record like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I and mean, if you go looking for it you'll find it it's a little bit of confirmation <laughs> bias if they already thought that was going to happen then yeah, so there are experiments like that that have been done. We also have seen, like, I don't know if you've ever seen those, like, I don't want to say memes, but you've probably seen it on the internet, all these, like, rapidly moving celebrity faces, yes. like, side by side, yeah. and then they, all their features start to get really weird. They actually start yeah. to share features on either side. Yeah, so that's called, um, I don't want to get it wrong. I just want to make sure that I get this. Well, you're searching that. Flashed face, I think. Flashed face effect. That made me think of a uh, secular point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's also all of those um, sort of like optical illusion ones where you stare at a certain point and then things start to happen even though there's no actual movement. Which... Yeah. It's, yeah. That's part of the Troxler effect, I think. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah, things yeah. to move versus exactly. Yeah. It's our brain making things up to try to stay stimulated, basically. Um, and sometimes it fails to do so, which is when we see things like disappearing 
<laughs> because it's not doing a good job staying stimulated. But and life is already weird enough. We don't have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, a mixture of so if there's a lot of people in a mirror all at kind of face level, potentially like the the rapid like that face um, that face effect could have been one. Mm. I don't think that's as likely because I think the study was an individual in front of a mirror. I don't think like that celebrity kind of one is exactly what was happening. That would be more like if you're like in a subway station where the wall is all like mm. near, you know, and a bunch of people are kind of going by, then you might potentially see some features meshing you know but there are a lot of visual distortions environmental distortions like the lighting brain even brain distortions if they had a migraine at the time or um there are like facial um i also i'm not even going to try and guess that word it's a long word but you know where people have issues recognizing faces properly like there are so many things that can happen on on any end you know in a study like that so you know when we take into account all the things that we grow up hearing and and kind of knowing and scary movies we are primed for that our whole life to have some sort of scary experience especially in the dark with the mirror you know and then when we think about what what the pop pop culture and the mythology is um which i find fascinating then you know it's super creepy. It's like portals and parallel universes and it's all kinds of like cool superstitions to do with mirrors. Like a lot of cultures and, and individuals think that you can get trapped in like the mirror world or that beings in that dimension, mirror mm-hmm. kind of dimension can somehow be freed and come into our world. Um, just super creepy. There are people that go as far as to like not have mirrors pointing at their room or like different feng shui kind of rules yep. and, um different superstitious rules of where you put mirrors whether you want them to refract an energy away so i've heard of putting mirrors like on a door facing in a doorway to keep something out of a room mm, interesting and, yeah and like similar kind of occult practices like that where you would use a mirror in ritual and magic to represent like a a resending you would send an energy back to someone so let's say they curse you you know you could do a protective kind of spell using a mirror and send it back to them or use the mirror to basically like harness something that you do want and hold it there you could put a mirror under you know a glass water that you're charging with the moon and it would amplify the moon's energy let's Mm -hmm. say you can kind of use it metaphorically in the way that it does reflect things for positive or for negative or you know you can incorporate it into uh into spell work basically or, or i'm not sure i'm keen on messing with mirror magic with all no no it's it seems pretty serious you know it's, it's up there with like blood magic and stuff i <laughs> i'm sure it works in some, to some yeah, degree. Right? yeah yeah and you can just <laughs> your home you know i i mean i don't have a mirror face in my bed it's just in the back of my mind it's like you know, I'm really scientifically minded. I'm skeptic, but I'm not going to like test it and have a creepy, like wake up in, in the middle of the night and like look in your mirror in the dark of your room. There's something there. Like, I'm not. Well, thank it. you. No. Bath- going to the bathroom at night's bad enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not risking it. <laughs> so, and I have had a, a bad experience with mirrors. Like I've had like a weird, confusing to me <laughs> experience with mirrors that 
that wrestles with, you know, my science brain all the time. And, and we've told it, you know, before I'll kind of skim, but in this, we were in this place that was like a motel, basically like a, like an inn. It was an inn Mm -hmm. investigating with an old team. And this place had so many mirrors, like, like a weird, like a noticeably weird amount of mirrors. (laughs) Every room had like probably over a dozen, like, little mirrors like kind of what our background looks like I don't know if people picked up on the background picture during the the, uh, intro but yeah maybe it can flash (laughs) small ones big ones antique ones just all over the walls on desks I don't know there were just a lot of mirrors I remember noticing that and um I feel like I would have just like turned right back around and been like nope (laughs) yeah yeah it was a weird vibe yeah, but I don't know. I didn't think anything of it. Um, so we had had some really calm investigations before that. Nothing had really happened. You kind of like let your guard down sometimes when it's <laughs> like that when it's boring for, for a year or so, you know. And and you started to get cocky too. Like we were kind of provoking things and stuff because mm-hmm. we were bored. <laughs> like I don't want it, something to happen on an investigation, you know. And uh, yeah, we were provoking and, you know, saying silly, you know, religious things and trying to coax things out. and. And eventually, well, eventually I went for a nap during the daytime one day. I had a dream that um, one of my team members was being attacked by all these like demonic sort of schoolgirls, And they kept trying to like physically attack him. But also like when I looked at him, his eyes were all black and stuff. This was in my dream. You know? And I had gone down the stairs in my dream of this inn and there was like a bathroom with a bathroom mirror and there was this creature standing in front of the mirror, like vomiting like a hairball, like very horror movie-esque thing, you know, but his back was to me. So I was looking into the bathroom and I I just remember noticing that I couldn't see its reflection in the mirror. I was expecting to see its face or something and it there just was nothing in the mirror and I kind of woke up at that point. And that dream just felt weird. It stuck with me like the whole night. I just couldn't shake the feeling. And, and I kind of thought that that, that member was going to end up getting hurt. Like he had gotten kicked down the stairs in my dream by one of those demonic little girls. And I kind of just thought he was going to fall down some stairs. That was like, I was like, if this is a premonition, that's probably mm. what it is. So I was looking after him and kind of worried about him. But I didn't tell anyone about this dream or anything. And then... Later in the night, he started acting weird. He started smelling weird smells, like the smell of rotting flesh, and no one else could smell it. And he just started kind of talking to himself and not acting like himself, like wandering off on his own. And it was just so out of character for this person. And and he was like the leader of our team, and we were used to getting instruction from him and all this. And I just, I immediately started realizing that my dream had been a warning that he was being like spiritually attacked, not physically attacked, but he he had this obsession with the mirrors that night. Mm-hmm. He was obsessed with like looking in them, filming into them. And, and he just, when we would ask him, we would try to prompt him here and there, but we, we didn't like going near him too much, but trying to ask him questions about his experience, you know, like, what do you see in the mirrors? Like, why are you looking in the mirrors? And he was like, when I look in the mirrors, my eyes are black and, like we all have to look in the mirrors. There's, we have to find the smell. We have to look in the mirrors. Like there's something in the mirrors. He just kept saying like super creepy stuff like that. And we're like, what the fuck? 
and he was just filming into these little mirrors one by one for like 15 minutes at a time he would just be staring with a little handheld camera like hours went by the whole night was wasted we didn't get any instructions from him i mean that was like the opposite of his character you know and um and he didn't remember any of it after we finally got him out of the out of the place and he was confused and vomiting and like it was really weird and i think i started to realize like maybe my dream i was seeing the other side of the mirror that's why his eyes were black in my dream he was that was the mirror him that he was seeing you know in the mirrors and i was seeing the the things that he might have been seeing in the mirrors these evil schoolgirls or demons or whatever they were that creature that was in the mirror that had no reflection maybe i visited the other side of the mirror you know in my dream or maybe it was just some sort of premonition or maybe it was nothing at all i don't know but but yeah and then after we had even like left that investigation um we had learned from the owners i guess we had mentioned the experience to the owners and they had said oh yeah we've had like multiple psychics coming here like separate from each other like they don't know each other and they have all said that there's portal portals in the mirrors mirrors or portals and there's a little girl in the basement named angel who is a, obviously a demon <laughs> but yeah like little like i don't know i saw little school girls like that was how my brain interpreted this energy and it's weird that psychics have kind of interpreted like this little girl named angel mm-hmm. and angels may be ironic you know like an yeah. uh, presentation of maybe something not very angelic and you know ironically that i think i can publicly say this <laughs> it was a public investigation, but the the name of the place that we investigated was the Trinity Inn. So oh. it, it also had a religious name. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's just that is that stuck with me for sure. Like something about the mirrors. Like he was just obsessed with the mirrors that night. My dream it had that symbology in it, you know. And I hadn't mentioned my dream to anyone, so huh. it wasn't like you know. It wasn't theatric at all. He wasn't the type to, uh, it was also a scientific team. So the reputation was on the line. You know, he would have never wasted a whole night, <laughs> an expensive yeah, night, sure. probably. You know, these investigations cost money and they're, you know, it just would never have happened like that. Like I, I even saw him and like his eyes were kind of black and his features were just different and not quite right. And, and yeah, I don't know. So it looked I'm, like I'm not sure why I didn't think of this the first time that I heard this story. Yeah. But it kind of sounds like y'all were drugged. Drugged. You know, like that yeah. like that kind of behavior, like seeing like seeing things in the mirror and like staring in staring at one spot for a long time. And yeah, yeah. like that's kind of what it sounds like. And yeah. that never even crossed my mind until I heard it this time. Yeah. Well I know people who do hallucinogenics though they'll, they'll like purposefully look in the mirror. Or they won't. I feel like there's it's one or the other from that community. Mm-hmm. Either people like are like, do not look in the mirror, like on acid or anything like that. Like avoid mirrors at all costs. Or there's the people that just they lean into it and they're like, no, I love looking in the yeah. mirror. I I can either see every flaw or I look amazing or I like morph into like these different creatures. But they they've found a way to you know have a good trip about yeah. it. Not yeah. everyone has that kind of control, I think, over their mind. <laughs> I don't think I would be the type to look in, in a mirror. I just don't think I would, you know, test test fate like that. But I might as long as it wasn't dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's true. If I didn't know better, that 
if I, if we weren't in the type of setting that we were, if I hadn't had that dream and we weren't on a paranormal investigation stuff, if someone just started behaving weird like that, I would think they're having a psychotic episode yeah. or that they were drugged under the influence. Now he did go to the doctor. He got a mm-hmm. full checkout like immediately after he was super disturbed by it. And he was pissed too. He felt like very violated, you know, mm-hmm. he like went in and tried to like provoke it and was like, yeah, you wanted to like come into my body, do it again. We're like, Please stop doing that. Please. Yeah, we need to stay the night after that. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, he had a he had a clean bill of health. So I don't know. And I've never, you know, seen those patterns in his personality before. I'd known him for about seven years and spent a lot of time with him, and I had never seen any signs of mania or psychosis or anything. He didn't use substances at all, really. So. Mm. Yeah, fascinating. And then the water, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I think a mirror's a little differently. I, I keep a more open mind, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. it could be portals. I don't think every mirror is a portal. Maybe like antique ones or special ones. If I don't know. Maybe you have to do some sort of ritual to make it one, you know, some sort of, you know, dark magic or something. Or maybe maybe any reflecting surface has the potential maybe a pond could be a portal or a, a, picture That's a cool. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know the rules i'm not sure but i certainly think it's possible that i don't want something mysterious or even worse yeah so do you know that in do you know what the space was before it was an inn was it ever anything else yeah it was um i don't remember for sure so this is just for my memory i do know in the basement where he actually slept the first night. So before this actually happened and the second night, cause he's crazy and we had to sleep after <laughs> that happened for a couple hours, at least both times, both nights, he slept in the basement right beside a room that used to be an incinerator room. It was a room that burned a lot of bodies. Um, mm. yeah, for some reason, my, my mind is trying to say like it, it held like um, soldiers from the war. It was like a temporary kind of, refuge place and they took care of bodies maybe a nurse's quarters some sort of mm. middle way sort of thing maybe it's something a lot more formal maybe it's like a hospital or something i i can't remember now but yeah it did have a lot of history it was not always an inn and every room was a different historical person and so the room that i napped in it was some woman and i also can't remember exactly which woman's room i was in but I don't know. He always thought maybe he was possessed by like someone that his room was, you know, dedicated to, or that my dream had come from whoever the woman in the, you know, the room, my room was. But yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the details. Yeah, very interested to look at this property now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually called them recently for our team to go in there. It's a part of me that Zeus is called back to that place. It's really odd um, because it's one, it's one of the worst nights of my life. Not gonna lie, like, but there's also a part of me that's so fascinated because it's mm-hmm. by far the most active place I've ever been. Even outside of that anid- anecdotal experience, like, that's a way more convincing experience for me. Be only because I had that dream. I yeah, lived it, and I, you know. But for anyone else, that could be like, oh, he could have been faking it, or you know. And I totally get that, but we also captured quite a bit of evidence there. Like I, I caught a little girl's voice, like talking quite a few times when I was, I 
Before I napped, I went down to the basement to play with this little girl named Angel because we did know that piece of information that there was supposed to be a little girl. And I was like a nanny at the time. I was like, perfect. This I, I got this spirit covered. Like I took down a pencil and I was like, we're going to draw. Come draw me. Take my hand and like, let's draw a picture. And like, are you left-handed? Are you right-handed? Are, you know, like I'm just talking mm -hmm. and playing and stuff. And and I had gotten like an answer. It literally sounds like a little toddler being like, two and like left or something. Like, and I was all alone. People literally weren't even there because they all went to lunch. I was alone in this whole building. And then I went to nap where I was also alone because everyone was gone. So I decided like, what better time to nap? So um, yeah, we we had a few things. We had some of our machines going off, some ghost box, like some weird things on the ghost box. Um, we just kind of felt active. We mm. had a few things there, but yeah so i've always wanted to go back but anyways he uh the owner basically so now said, here's the thing i know sorry <laughs> yeah the owner said that oh no no no! I think, I think we've got a little bit of a leg so you go ahead go yeah on. a little bit um yeah the owner said that it's not currently available to um investigate they don't i think it was a different owner at the time and now it's new management and they they're not interested in that, or I think they might be selling it soon. I don't want to say anything for sure on here. Interesting. I So I said to you when you first told me this story, well, I guess I just figured out the one place I have no interest in going. Do you remember that? Yeah. I may have changed That's my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think I would like to go there now. It's tempting. I know. It's like, <laughs> I think I would regret it once I was there in real life you know but there's yeah. part of me that just i crave that um just a place that could potentially be that rich in like evidence you know because mm -hmm. it's hard to find that it's really hard there's so much just like ghost stories out there that we have to dissect all the time different you know some people do it for marketing too and there isn't really any history and some you know some there's history but like nothing really lingering probably just because someone died there doesn't mean there's like a ghost you know almost everywhere has had someone die in it you know and like so we're constantly kind of investigating places that we're just not sure like there's been some light you know activity but you know we're just not sure and having a place like that where I already kind of know that it's really active and I, I would go in with no expectations again of course you know but yeah I don't know it's just an interesting place so it's one of the darker places in uh, in Ottawa. After doing that, going in with no expectations would be really challenging. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I'm not sure that it would be possible to like fully take the bias out of it. Mm -hmm. At that point, you just have to like rely on your technology and stuff more than your own experience. And you'd have other witnesses. And I just wouldn't tell everyone about all of these things. I mean, I'm yeah. sure a lot of you guys have heard this story by now, but. A lot of it's on the podcast. I'm not sure everyone's mm -hmm. like, seen it necessarily, but yeah, we'd have to uh, create some subtlety and and rely on just anything more objective than us, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day, or, or we have to find our own, you know, jackpot like that, our mm -hmm. own place that's special like that. We've got some cool places lined up, so I'm excited to see yeah offer we'll see if there's any mirrors we could definitely do experiments around mirrors you know i haven't really i haven't really tested mirrors at all you know we've got equipment there's definitely ways that we could formulate some sort of 
planned experiment to see if we can uh, maybe put some sensors around mirrors and try to yeah. come out of the mirror, one, two, three, you know, and see if anything goes off. We, we don't want to call things out of mirrors, Taylor. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> Portals, you know, for science. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the things I do in the name of science. I don't know where to draw the line. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty freaking brave, but I think specifically calling things out of the mirror dimension. Is yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did it when we were like seven. So <laughs> you make some excellent points. Yeah. Bloody Mary. You know, there's kind of this theory that like, like let's say Bloody Mary is probably a good example of something that is likely, um, like lore and not really like a real creature, right? It's like made up like a creepypasta creature, like Slender Man or something. We'd say that, but there's the theory of like egregores, I think it's called, where the power of thought over an amount of time from so many people, like the, the power of belief in this sort of thing kind of creates mm -hmm. the entity. And like yeah. people now see sightings of Slender Man like a lot more since you know, it's become a popular thing and movies have been made. Now, of course, you could argue that's just like confirmation bias. Now people know of Slenderman, they think about Slenderman, they have that expectation and then they see a tall tree and they think it's Slenderman because they now have that reference point to make the association, you know, or it could be that more and more people believed in this thing until they really made it real, like Tinkerbell or something, you know, where the power of belief actually compiled in like an energy type of way and really cre created something with a mind of its own and maybe bloody mary does exist because we made it exist you know There's or that. our brains are just lying to us like they do all the time yeah but i, I mean, mean that's way more likely <laughs> but we're exploring both sides of things you know i think we just don't we don't even know what's possible is our yeah. brain making stuff up all the time are there things actually there that we just can't perceive like i guess yeah. and that's why we're doing what we're doing i guess right see yeah. if we can find a way to lean in either of those directions yeah because both of those things yeah. are possible only one of them is likely as far as we know from our own reference points in science and the patterns of the world but they're all possible and so we can't write them off mm -hmm. i think that's like a flaw in the scientific community sometimes as well as a conspiracy community on the other end, but just the the writing off of of things that are still possible. They are not proven impossible yet. Like in science, yeah, only have theories for a lot of things, but we act like they're law, but they're not. They're theories still, and the other side of them is still possible. It's just that if they accepted. <laughs> and explore those possibilities. First of all, they'd probably be spread too thin because it would exhaust a lot of resources to be oh, yeah. exploring such a huge spectrum of possibilities. So they go with their educated guess and start to follow a path. I understand that, but um, you can start to be like um, tunnel visioned in one yeah. direction. Even scientists can called scientism, you know, and that in itself is bias and you close off other possibilities just because they're unlikely, um, but you're not even able to prove the theory that you're on yet. So it's like, yeah, it can go either way, you know, uh, either end of the spectrum. We all kind of have to be meeting in the middle and we have to mm -hmm. have enough people 
and resources working to explore all of these middle bridges and stuff, you know. But I think the issue is there's really no motivation for the scientific community to look into any of this stuff because it neither makes anyone money nor really advances society. Right. So those are the things that get funded, right? And anything that doesn't really fall into those brackets often will just get either like laughed at or shoved aside or both. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've heard that same thing from a lot of people in the scientific community, including like our own members that are, you know, more career oriented in the scientific community. Mm -hmm. But to me, like, I feel like it does further life. Like if you find out that there's life after death, I feel like that would change everything for humanity. You know, you would take religion to a whole new place. I don't know if it would eliminate it or exacerbate it, <laughs> but it would change the way that we do things and live our lives completely. Probably not hmm. to the benefit of a lot of the institutions. Yeah. In so do you think people would even want to know really? as a whole. I mean, not us, obviously we want to know, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think that we do. I, I don't think that a lot of people do. I think mm -hmm. there is a certain comfort in faith, having faith yeah. that there's something taking care of you. There's something more later. Yeah. We see that in a lot of different ways. People trying to find meaning and things and, um, but not, but still not really willing to explore facts and stuff. Still really attaching their identities to their beliefs and their comfort zones, and not willing to like re-evaluate those stances when new information is presented. And I think that just comes from fear of the unknown. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, people are scared that we're the only people in the universe they're scared that we're not and there's nothing special about them god didn't choose our planet you know mm -hmm. or <laughs> um scared of any any of the possibilities probably on on either side of things it is scary you know but yeah. i don't know yeah i'm driven by truth i think i want to know not i mean i certainly would want to know yeah but i just do wonder sometimes if you know as a whole society would really want to know the answer to that you know yeah yeah i don't know on on an individual level maybe some would on more of an institutional level i think they would really push for us not to i think mm -hmm. in like capitalistic society uh and just a society that profits off our temporary stay here and, and stuff and our guilt and our i don't know all of that the things true. that is very human and in this <laughs> sort of life um I think that they would lose a lot of their ground if we knew that this wasn't it and that we reunite with people and that there's just so much more to life than mm -hmm. like vanity or ironically vanity as we talk about mirrors. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I so now I'm I'm curious now to bring up that diagram if it works for me because I haven't tried this. Mm -hmm. But yeah. also it will give a chance for everyone watching to see if they see the same thing. Now, have you tried it? it so this is the Troxler effect. This yeah. Room. Yeah, I think I have. Um, like e even in the past. I see these things like around social media sometimes. For mm. movies, I don't think I've seen this one. I've seen a whole bunch of them, but I don't think I've ever come across this. Yeah, yeah. I think I've done this. And it does work. Yeah. I don't right. know if it would be a certain size or clarity, but if people Let's are using find it. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it on the screen. 
I'd say probably like a minute or so, kind of go right up to the screen. Okay. And so we get the black plus sign in the middle. Okay. Yeah. You have to focus like right on that plus sign. You can't really let your eyes wander. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. They start to fade out almost right away. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few of them will fade away. Uh, sometimes they all just disappear completely. And then if your eyes adjust even just a little, it's interesting. Brains are fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I know. Our eyes, our brains, all the different mechanisms just takes so much to perceive something. <laughs> it takes so much to perceive things accurately. Like, I don't know, things are flipped upside down and the lenses of our eyes, they flip them back. And then like imaging receptors in our brains, like understand it in like an instant trying mm -hmm. to taking all the data, like there's just so many steps that happen and there's so many areas where it can go wrong. And, and honestly, there's a lot that we're missing. Yeah. That we what? There's a lot that we're missing on a regular basis too. Like yeah. even when it comes to just our regular perception, we just don't notice the details that we should. No. Particularly life is really freaking weird. Why is no one talking about this? Like, yeah. <laughs> Why is no one pointing any of this out? Like we're just kept so busy that we're just overstimulated. I think that we have to skim. Yeah, a lot of things. Um, you can kind of teach yourself to be mindful in a way, and um, or you could even tune in in a different kind of way to some of these nuanced things. Apparently, some people can do this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we're just really overstimulated. Like to focus on the details, it just would slow us down. We're such a convenience-based society we're fast moving like they they keep it this way the the man or whatever you know just well, i feel like it's very much on purpose <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we're distracted like we're yeah. missing the details so yeah it has to be very intentional and that's like why investigations are so draining sometimes because not only are you up for a long time and like in the night but you're you're like conscious a hundred percent of the time like you, you have to be like in your own mm -hmm. mind constantly. You can't like really be zoning out and you can't like doze off and you can't just skim the surface. You have to be like listening with both of your ears, like actively listening, actively looking, actively sensing all five senses at the same time. Like it might seem like you're just sitting in the dark, but like you're not, you're, you're like an antenna and you have to stay alert the whole time unless we're on like a little break or something like a lot of work and if you're like me and you have adhd like it's so hard i my brain falls asleep constantly my whole day is mm -hmm. just staying stimulated enough to just not go on autopilot without realizing it and you know not getting too understimulated that i literally fall asleep <laughs> like it's finding this balance where i'm like not jittery but i'm not like so bored that my brain just turns itself off you know so it's a uh, super intentional act to to stay in my own body and my own mind and i think for everyone that's a challenge but some more than others and and then when you're well, well i'm gonna be honest i pay a lot of attention to to details very closely that's kind of my thing i go out and take close-up pictures of things i'm mm -hmm. always trying to take in extra details that i didn't see last time mm -hmm. but i'm still pretty sure even after this conversation 
I'm not going to be looking too hard for the extra details in my mirror. In your mirror. Mirrors in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I part of me is curious. What would I see? You know, <laughs> curious if I'd like see myself in a past life or I don't know. People attach all these kind of cool experiences to it as well, but I don't think I dare to mess with it <laughs> too much. Well, I, I will agree though that if we can get in there, I will definitely go to the weird mirror in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll change their mind. Um, as it stands, it's off the table, but you never know. It could come under new management. It could be, you know, a lot can change. So I'll keep trying. It's always like, it's always in the back of my mind. So I feel like I'm not giving up yet. <laughs> oh no. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, it changed my perspective of like investigating because I'm more, cautious now you know I don't go into somewhere cocky I try not to go in with any expectations but I definitely don't go in there like yeah like disrespecting everything in the in the place like come on come out like let's fight you know like and and I it just it, it just humbled me you know I just I, there's a cost to investigating I understand that now I think that I take into consideration like is it is this place worth me taking something home with me, affecting my family. Like these are all real possibilities. Well, I don't necessarily think they're likely and I still have that scientific brain. I'm skeptical of it. I have to, I have to think about them as possibilities now because that was a very like humbling experience. And, and it, I definitely could have had something like that's the type of place you'd have something follow you home. You know, I was having nightmares, you know, attach itself to a person he could have gone home and had an attachment like those are the types of uh, types of environments that those things can happen in uh, from what we hear you know so i think about things you know <laughs> both ends of the spectrum now the scientific one but i also think of what's the worst case scenario spiritually too and, and is it worth it is it worth it for science i mean usually it is but there is a cost potentially <laughs> I have to, I, I'm definitely going to freak myself out tonight after we're done here by going and reading people's stories about mirrors. Yeah, I do it. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know, but now I do want to know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Every one of your kids will be ballsy enough to to do the mirror thing. To do like oh, the, yeah. The Bloody Mary. You can live by care. You can just get notes from them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My kids are pretty brave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we covered kind of the main the main stuff, the reason why they're so creepy. It could be the lighting, could be the different illusions that we create, could be just the mythology attached, could be, you know, horror movies and pop culture that we think like, oh, is this a parallel dimension? Am I seeing my doppelganger? Things like that, superstitions, people. There are people that say like, if you see yourself in a mirror right after a funeral, like you're going to die next. <laughs> like there's a uh, pretty sinister. <laughs> if you stare into a mirror for a long time, it'll drive you insane. You'll lose your mind. Um, I guess if you stare into the abyss, <laughs> the abyss will stare back at you and drive you insane. Um, there's a lot of different superstitions like that'll trap your soul. 
especially when your soul is like most vulnerable to be wandering around like in your sleep in a coma babies you're supposed to keep babies away from mirrors they're not very tethered or grounded yet people who are dying you know um yeah a lot of people like cover up mirrors there's a lot of different occasions and a lot of different cultures where you're supposed to cover up mirrors and Mm -hmm. hang them in certain places in your house facing certain directions so i mean depending on you could grow up anywhere in the world and you could be conditioned to this fear basically you know very interesting there must be something to it yeah well i can't be the only one that i know i'm not the only one who's had like a creepy experience so there's all these people on the internet and i don't know it's like can you write them all off you can probably write a lot of them off but you know, a lot of them, I'm sure, are just very reasonable people who just had a really weird mirror experience like me, you know, and they tried to think of reasonable explanations, but there's just some mm-hmm. weird layers. Well, yeah. well, I'm almost certainly going to go do some more mirror research now. Yeah. And when I do, I'll make sure to put some links in the comments if I come across anything particularly compelling. Yeah. Yeah. If any of our viewers have any mirror stories definitely Mm -hmm. share them yeah or if there's any ideas for like experiments that we can do with mirror the only thing i'm thinking of off the top of my head is like setting up some sensors or something or maybe the um the sls we have that stickman camera kyle's got one maybe actually catch something coming out of a mirror but yeah if you guys have any ideas we're open to it we're gonna be brave at least one of us will, will sacrifice someone to do this. I mean, I'll do it. I won't be excited about it, but I'll definitely do it. Yeah. I feel like I've earned my place already with the mirrors. <laughs> I have to initiate someone else. <laughs> but yeah, I highly suggest that you guys go and read the blog. Uh, a little bit more like clearly articulated, you know, the way when we write things and stuff. This was more fun. We get to share stories and theories and and chat with our audience and hear their perspective and stuff but the blog is definitely worth a read and and uh, talks more about the toxler effect and the way that our you know brains interpret things and and all kinds of stuff so yeah absolutely and i'm sure you would agree that if anyone has any specific topics that they'd like us to cover or research or talk about yeah. just let us know and we'll mm-hmm. work yeah, it into the rotation yeah, we got a yeah, it's hard to cover a lot of content. We got blogs every week and we got podcasts every month and like, yeah, I need all the ideas I can get, you know. We we still got some in the bank, but it can only go for so long coming up with really juicy yep. stuff. So, yeah, anything that uh people want to know, I'm happy to research it and I, you know, you and I both do writing and stuff for yeah. the blogs and stuff. So, one of us will hop on it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, Good fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for having me here with you again. Yeah, of course. Always my favorite. This was a fascinating subject that to go dive a little deeper into. Yeah. Yeah. Mirrors are cool. They're creepy. They're good for like campfire stories and stuff, you know? Like, we got to find some other like stories. You tell me if you find anything like. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> All right. Cool. We'll check back in in a bit then. Yeah. See everyone next month. See you next month, guys. Bye. Bye.